Hi, welcome to the whole season of my podcast show. And today I'm talking to Craig Arams, who is a successful award winning filmmaker and SAG AFTRA actor. As a filmmaker, Craig has received awards for various independent film projects with several film projects in various stages of production. As an actor, Craig has enjoyed solid success and appeared in over 25 films, along with Criminal Minds on CBS. Hi, Craig. How are you today? I'm well. How are you, mate? All right. Now, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Which bit of the process is to you your best favorite bit? Because I know, I know you. I see here you are a producer, a writer, director, uh-huh. casting director. <laughs> you even said stunts. I like, I like that one. Um, I was, I was looking forward to that one. Right. Uh, I'm sure you I'm sure. Do you prefer producing, writing, or directing? Producing. Producing. 
Now, I, I always wondered. Now, I know this is this is my showing my ignorance. I always wonder what is the role of a producer in a film. <laughs> that your films are independently produced because I think sometimes people don't realise that for every Hollywood film made there's probably about a hundred made well no more than that I presume we only see about 10% of the hits because most of them end up in the um, what we call the bargain bin basement and I am a great fan of the TV movies I watch a lot of TV movies and I think they are very underrated. Mm-hmm. Especially now, there's a lot of good content that flies under the radar. And in my opinion, the reason why that does is the distribution piece for the content. 
television content, but unless it's conveyed appropriately, where the public is aware of it, it, it it'll become a well kept secret. So um, I can think of I can think of several filmmaker friends of mine that have lovely films, um, but unfortunately they made some dismal choices with the back end for distribution and um, they're paying the price for that. So distribution um, is really, really important. I mean, yeah, making your film is one thing, but if you don't have good distribution on the back end, um, that can really be damaging to a film. Do you find that um, releasing a film is difficult in this day and age of streaming and um, the likes of Netflix and sure. other sites are available. Um, yes and no for this reason. Um, if you have, if you've created content, and in my, my niche, if you will, would be film, okay? So like in our case, so and really mark in this order, if the film sounds good, looks good, good acting, and good story, somebody will spend some hard-earned dollars to watch it. And now with the social media that we have available, um, you can also get maybe you know some grassroots support where your, your film can gain some traction. But if your film doesn't sound good and look good, uh, people will not stay around for the story. Um, they probably won't really stay around for the acting. So sound and, and the look of the film are really important. Um, and again, you, you couple that with the right distribution. And that's why I like low-budget films, Mark, because if our budgets, and, and this could also be argued low-budget, but if our films are a million dollars to two million dollars, um, well, it has to do a whole lot better than a film less than $100,000 in which to produce or lower than that. So we really strive, man, to work hard, produce the best content that we can um, at a reasonable price, ensuring best we can the best upside potential. Um, certainly, for, I mean, of course, for the film, but importantly for our investors that they feel um, good, you know, being part of our um, equity partner, if you will. Do you do, like, sometimes do you do, like, um, Kickstarter projects? Like you do, like, a film and people like myself yeah. could contribute to in some small way? Yeah. Um, the short answer is no. We've, we have never done that. Um, the short films that I produced, um, that was all on my dot. That was all, I, I funded all of the short films. Um, and one, one primary reason, Mark, and some people say, yeah, you can make money on short films. I, I would really argue that point. I mean, you can put your short film on different platforms. There are platforms out there. But that's not, that's not, that's never been my focus. I'm a feature filmmaker. So, with that being said, um, with our feature films, we have funded them ourselves. Now, what, what does that look like? Um, certainly, I have invested in the film, and I have been very blessed in my life, knowing 
some wonderful people. And our films, the minimum investment is $1,000 and it goes up from there. I think the most any one person's ever invested was $5,000. So we, we kind of laugh that we, we, have, we have an overabundance of executive producers. But you know what, that's cool because, you know, without their financial contribution, um, it takes money to make a film. So um, I think we allow it to be affordable for people, you know, people that we know um, to become an equity partner in our film. Um, and I've had friends that have done Kickstarter programs. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not aware of a lot of them that are successful. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But um, fortunately, our little team of people we have reached out to people that, you know, we know well, um, or people that we feel this might, you know, our film might be something of interest to them. So that's, that's kind of how we've always done it. I know that filming is a very long process. I know that even like a, say, a, a 45 minute short, show you example, uh-huh. could probably take, uh-huh. I know, three months to do or even more. That's true. As I say, that's the process that a lot of people don't understand. And, and um, I, 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 do you do uh, attend festival? I know there's a independent festival that Robert Redford does, um, Sundance. Oh, yeah. I, yes. I, and some of those films have been highly successful. Um, and they will go ahead and put 
rent their trailer out to show people, social media-wise, and to enter their films in the different festivals, only to have a distributor come back and say, why did you do that? Your, your trailer's been seen? We need to have you cut a new trailer now. And that's difficult because probably your best trailer you'll ever have is the one you've made. So they've kind of shot themselves in the foot there. And secondly, a distributor potentially can, can say to you, why did you pick those festivals? Those are the worst ones to go with. You know, if you would have been more patient, we would have had you submit to the following. Along with, the distributor may already have, in all likelihood, really good contacts with different festivals to help speed along the process. So, you know, I am really firm on our team in this area. And then my, my, again, we're a small company, but my, my teammates agree with this, that um, my biggest priority is the best distribution representation that we can achieve and partner up with them as to the marketing of the film, um, be it trailers. That's why I mentioned, like, my guess would be, Mark, the 35-second teaser trailer we have, that's kind of geared for social media marketing, you know, Instagram, Facebook, and things like that. The Minute 45 is geared more for the platforms, and um, along with, you know, poster art, storyline, and, you know, picture of the actors. But, um, yeah, I'm anxious for festivals, but festivals that our distributor, our distribution partner, um, would suggest that we go to. Yeah, I'm slowly getting into, uh, I found a app on the, my smartphone that um, somebody showed, uh, showed me what to do, and I can make 15-second uh -huh. promotions for my Sorry. podcast, and, or as you've seen, I've done one for my, like a potential, yeah. one about killer clowns. For, um, with another focus, and I, I think I find it hard because, like you say, you you've got you've got to edit it more or less how you think people would like to watch it. I mean, I know I'm restricted because I'm obviously only using um just the lowest full, um things you can use, but I still think you can get your message out there. I think I still no, think. I still think it's effective. What do you think? Let me, well, I completely agree. Let me, let me tell you something I did, Mark. A short film I made is called <coughs> The Nightcrawler. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm pleased to say I won a couple few awards along the way. And when we shot that film, I tried to find a crew and all this and that. And regrettably, it just, it, they, they kept um, flaking out on me. We shot the film in Orange County, so trying to bring in folks from Los Angeles for a short film, it just wasn't working out. Anyhow, long story short, and I kid you not, the credits of that film, I did everything. Now, here's what happened. I didn't realize the seriousness of my situation until... Um, that film screened at the Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. And on my desktop and on my iPhone, the film looked good. But when you magnify that onto the big screen, I was really concerned.
concern. I'm thinking, how is this going to look? I mean, it may be really uncomfortable for all the right reasons. Anyhow, um, at a festival, the film on the big screen there at the Chinese theater. Now, you have to understand, there's the old Robbins Chinese theater, then they have these auxiliary theaters. So, you know, they be truthful or transparent. This, these were the, the auxiliary theaters, but still, I was really, really excited to have, you know, my film technically at the Chinese theater. But anyhow, so lights come down, and um, the film, honest to God, Mark, looked stunning. I mean, it looked, it looked better on the big screen than on my desktop and my iPhone. I was really, really pleased. So after the film was shown, the MC had me come down and was, you know, was asked, well, have your crew come down too, Craig. And I said, the credits you saw were only an identical film. Those people do not exist. The cinematographer, sound, gap, the whole nine yards. And I didn't realize, because at the time, I thought it would be silly showing myself doing all of this. Um, so I just made up names of people. And then he further said, well, what did you shoot this on? And I said, well, my wife was in the audience. Has my camera. Is my iPhone 6S. He says, you shot this on your iPhone? I said, oh, yeah. Now, I explained to him, Mark. I mean, this wasn't something I was just half drunk the whole time. That a buddy of mine uh, shot Tangerine, Sean Baker, a feature film of five, uh, iPhone 5S. Stunning and won a number of awards, a feature film. And another, another buddy, my Tristan Pope in New York, shot a, a 12 or 13 minute short film off his iPhone. So it wasn't where I was half crazy. But he said, the only other time, Craig, we've had iPhones that had been used for the festival were a kids' festival they had done a few years previously. I said, well, no, I, I, I certainly didn't do it. So getting back to your point, like how you're shooting and whatnot that you can most certainly shoot good quality content on your iPhone. Um, I would suggest to look into um, a portable microphone. Um, there's, there's different microphones that you can, you know, this a port and goes right to your phone. Um, I use the Sure mics that work out really well. And then for editing, you can use Apple editing iMovie on your desktop or even on your iPhone. iPhone editing is a little bit limiting but on your desktop, it's not, or, you know, not so much. Um, it doesn't do any, everything like Final Cut Pro and things like that. But guess what? You can do really good film content on your iPhone and using iMovie editing. And when I say from that, you can be dropping in your music score, sound, Foley, everything, everything. And I also encourage actor friends of mine that, that, are saying, I have a hard time getting a job or whatever. Well, why are you putting your future in the hands of somebody else to make you a star, whatever you think your, your, your path is? Create your own film content. Um, come up with, uh, write a story, a short, a short story. There's a lot of, a lot of films that have been discovered, like Saw. Um, it was in there at a festival. There was one scene, I forget now what scene it was, but Saw started off as a short film, was discovered at a festival, and the rest is history. Another film called Lights Out. This is a great story. Um, I, sh I saw this short film. The short film was like 2 minutes and 32 seconds. 
I saw this several years ago, and it was a good short film. I mean, I believe it was good. It was good. They entered a festival and a couple of years ago. Uh, I was at the movie theater with my wife, and they had the previews for Lights Out, the feature film. And I'm watching and saying, I was saying to myself, so wait a minute, I, I, I've seen this somewhere. So I was trying to process what this was. Well, I remember seeing this short film. So there's something to be said either about a budding filmmaker or actors, directors, or whatever. Make a short film. Market it right. Get it to the film. It's a smart festival. Do your homework. Do your homework. And um, I'm, a big, I'm a big supporter of, for people make content. And I, I'm living proof that if I can do it, all of your fans can do it. So I don't mean to get on a soapbox, but I feel very passionate about that, that people certainly can produce really good content. Well, that's how basically I started my podcasting. I, I found an app on the smartphone. I thought, oh, I've got yeah. a tablet. And that's how I do all my podcasts. They're all done via Amazon Fire tablet and a Samsung smartphone. And I think I'm, I think I'm doing all right. You're darn, absolutely you are. That's, that's, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be doing the very same thing. Because I think if you keep it basic, you can have all the technology in the world. I mean, I can have all the super duper studios. Yeah, I'll get a better sound and people say, yeah, well, you're not quite up to radio standard. But I'm not a radio. I'm a podcast. That's what podcast is. It's meant to be raw and... Well, that's what I think. Anyway. I, I agree. I, you know, there's something to be said about things that are too polished and too clean and too this and too that. Um, I think there's a certain side of all of us that's kind of a bit of a turnoff because end of the day, to me, the podcast are the people talking. That, that's what I want. I want to hear the content. Um, I want to be entertained by that. Everything thereafter, it's, um, it's kind of like smoke and mirrors. It, does, it doesn't do much for me. I always had a dream. I, don't know if that was. I always like would like to do like a voiceover or do a quick extra bit in a film. It doesn't matter how small the part is, even if I'm on the yeah. film, like a microsecond. I think, yeah. well, my name's out there because you get a credit. You know what I mean? That's why right. I like it. I think too many actors are too willing yeah. to um, want the big movies. I think you've got to start off small. That's the way I look at it. That's right. Well, it's like I said early on, I believe in the crawl, walk, run mentality. And, and if you don't pay time in, in, in each one of those categories and you fast-track it too much, um, I, I think the depth of your knowledge base and the experience can be compromised. Um, you know, do things the right way. And if you start cutting corners, um, at some point you're going to pay a price for that, I, I feel. No, I, 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 I always like the fact that I, I find it funny that in, in all films, the British guy is always portrayed as a villain. He's always a British <laughs> accent. I, don't, I think you Americans must have something against us. Change your perspective.
perspective that film we're shooting in April, a few months from now, it's called The Crumps. Okay. Our lead male actor submitted his taped audition. Same scene, two different ways. One with an American accent, the other with an English accent. And I thought, oh my gosh, it, it was stunning. The English accent, I kid you not, it suddenly made the scene look so <coughs> intelligent. It just, it just changed it, Mark. It changed it. Now, our lead actress, Maria Olson, this is a fun fact, she has the most film credits of any South African actress, uh, including Charlize Theron. Um, Maria has like 198 film credits. Well, she also has an American along with an English accent. And so does our third in the lineup, this young lady, great actress. She also does. So as a result, with the film we're going to be shooting in April, we're playing around with that when the family is together, they're going to be talking in an English accent. When they have guests, because they, 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 they run a, essentially a, a bed and breakfast tent, when they have guests, to kind of blend in a little bit more with their guests, they're going to have an American accent. So we're going to be um, utilizing an English accent because um, it really sounds good and looks good, and it's going to be a really nice, um, I think, surprise for our audience. You know, that it starts off, you know, that's the American accent, and all of a sudden it switches. It's like, whoa, what's all that about? So yeah, I like the concept. I also like the fact that we got different meanings of di different words and we got a pudding over here that is made of steam pudding and it's got currants in it and it's called spotted dick now if I said that in a, in a, in a American fans listening in they're going to go what? but it's actually a pudding you can eat with custard but you've probably got some words over there we would go surely not you know suggest getting a shot of penicillin uh, <laughs> that's, that's funny as all hell that's, that's really something you could use that one you know, if you ever need a line that <laughs> breaks the ice in a film yeah. you could use oh, that I think you could break the ice over anything but spotted dick okay, I, I, I learned something Mark I think, I think that's the beauty of, that's the beauty of um, talking to people like yourself because we learn each we learn each other, and I I I think I'll do what you say. I think I'll make like a little short film. She bet you. And if you do send me some lines, I'll make a short film. As though I'm trying to apply for you, but I don't expect nothing. But I'll, I'll do it like a I'm pretending to apply for a little bit of an extra role. Yeah, you know, like you tell me what you want, and I'll do a little film of it, and then you you can don't no, you don't have to use it. But then I can use it on my uh, video to say this is what you could do if you want to. You know, like like an example. You know, I'm, I'm not the greatest actor in the world, but I don't think you have to be. I think sometimes if you act, if you watch people like John Wayne, John Wayne played John Wayne. Bruce Willis plays right. Bruce Willis. Sean Connery right. plays Sean Connery. There'd be film. There's a lot of truth. Yeah, you're, you're, I, I think the important thing for an actor is to realize 
some roles, but they're not right for every role. And you can think of like Al Pacino, um, any one of a number of actors that we really enjoy. But um, you mentioned John Wayne. If we saw John Wayne in a film that he wasn't really John Wayne, we'd all say, well, that seems strange. We wouldn't connect to it, but we, we know what to expect from him. Uh, give a pretty good idea of what to expect from Clint Eastwood. You know, we, we go there with a certain expectation. Um, and then for an actor is to be truthful, be, be your authentic self. Um, the audience will pick up that fast if you're going to be fake. Um, there's like this X factor in acting. That um, that's why you have chemistry reads, let's say between your lead actors. That magic X component, that 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 fairy dust that brings it together. And if you think you can just walk through the motions and just spew your lines, this isn't like a memorization test. This isn't like um, you're going to get points because you memorized the lines. Um, especially in film, film is very forgiving of not having your lines, or at least we are, the lines perfect 100%. Television is a different story. Television, you better be on point. Um, but film is forgiving. It's, you know, it's, it's if you're 80, 85% on your lines, uh, there, there you go. The rest is the two people finding their way. But um, the best acting that we all say, oh my gosh, that was wonderful. Because it was truthful, it was authentic. They were there. They were having a moment. You know, we all like to be like that fly on the wall and, 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 and watch an intimate moment between a couple of people. Um, and the reason why we like that is because these people are grounded. And, you know, I tell this to younger actors that, I mean, there's a lot of beautiful women and guys. There's, there's no shortage. They, they truly are a dime a dozen. And just because your business card says you're an actor, or you've taken an acting class. It doesn't mean you're any good. You can also say I've been doing it for 30 years. It doesn't mean that you're any good. It just means you've done it for a long period of time. And I can think of, oh, okay, Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest his soul. Probably in real life, if you were at a, at a pub, he sat down next to you, you would look at the man twice. You put that whole experience on film and were captivated. So, you know, looks get you only so far, but at the end of the day, are you a good actor? Are you somebody that captivates the scene, that we want to watch, that we want to enjoy, we want to anticipate, what are you going to do next? And acting is hard as heck, and the reason why it looks effortless, the greats make it look effortless, because they have spent time on their craft, but um, at the end of the day, man, just... Be a good, truthful, grounded, skilled, professional actor. And the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give that a go. As I say, I, I think it's just worth it just to try it. Uh, as they say, if you don't, if you start on a little step and someone can say, oh no, yes, thank you for doing this, but next time you should do this or could you do that? Right. I don't mind input because I think that's how you progress. Yep. I agree with you. That's true. That's uh, true. 
so much in that area yeah, is I, I enjoy on set when you hear the director say, let's say, to our talent, or, or let's say if I happen to be the actor, and they'll say, okay, we got what we wanted. That's, that's great that we got what we wanted, but let's try this or that next time. Let's, we're gonna, let's try it a little, little different. Let's, let's, let's try this. And then you can kind of experiment a little bit. But, um, yeah, what you, what you said, I, I agree with. You know, bring, bring your essence to the dance. I mean, it's, that is what you can do best, and that is your best quality you bring, is your essence to the moment. And that's what we want to see. We want to see, we want to watch Mark in this moment. And let's see what Mark is going to do. And then oh. we'll all just sit there and go, oh my gosh, that was, that was lovely. That was, that's what we want to see. Well, as you can see, I dabble in a lot of things. I do cartoons, I do my horror hosting, I do my podcasting, I write, I sing. I, I, yeah, I do um, quite a few things. But I think it's important to try, you can try one thing, and if it don't work out, hey, it doesn't matter. It's not the end of the world. I don't expect to be a millionaire. I've never, I, I just think I have did it. I'm proud I did it. If nobody don't like me, hey, so what? It's not the end of the world, man. The main thing is you tried. You tried. You gave it. You gave it your best shot. There's, there's nothing. There's few things worse in life. Of the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Say, when I was younger, I should have done this, or I should have done. No, no. Um, you want to live a rich life? Then when the curtain drops for the last time, it's a hell of a ride, and I got every ounce out of it. With no regrets. Yeah, we're gonna make mistakes. We're human beings. Well, that's why that's why pencils have erasers on them. We're gonna be, we're gonna make mistakes. But the beauty of this whole experience, like what you just said, full throttle. Enjoy the heck out of it. Now, would you like to give any links that people can follow, or look at some 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 of your uh, short films that you've done? like to ask the guests I normally like to do a unique sign off before I, go, I leave the show would you like to do an unique sign off I know it's a bit on the spot but hey you're a bit of an actor you should be used to improv sure well I will say this 
show. It'd be fun to do this again, maybe after we shoot the crumbs. And for your audience out there, if I could impart any one thing, it's kind of like I touched on. Get the most out of this experience. And if you have the slightest desire, your audience, to change career, this, this month, this month, January 19th, I turned 64 years of age. I came into this business late in the game. I will, I will not be receiving any lifetime achievement awards. Mathematically, it makes no sense. So I wish happy trails to all, and to all a good night, and enjoy the hell out of your life. Right, Craig, this is mine to you. <clears throat> Thank you, Craig, for being on my show. I would like to know if I could do a stint, you know. Send me some lines, I'll do you a bit. If it, I don't mind if it's a bit. So, let me do. Next time we'll talk about your film that we you're going to do soon. Perhaps you could have some actresses on, and or an actor or two. So thank you for being on my show. It's so nice of you to be on, my friend. So thank you, for me, Ultimate Mark Podcast Show. The end.